Uh, the situation around uh, gangs and the deployment of the army in the province has, of course, uh, elicited quite a bit of reaction across the spectrum. And uh, speaking this morning to people from District 6 and just getting their sense about how this is impacting them, it is amazing uh, how people actually feel about the situation. But it also speaks to um, us speaking more to people on the ground who are actually affected by the situation and how exactly they are responding to it. And uh, with that said, though, uh, there are many uh, opinions from academia as well, uh, from uh, those in other uh, leadership positions in society regarding uh, this particular matter and precisely how it is playing out. So uh, we're going to focus now on uh, the chairperson of the Department of Sociology and uh, Social Anthropology at the Stellenbosch University, Professor Lindy Heineken, who says that the deployment of the army to deal with gang violence on the Cape Flats is not a good idea. Now, Professor Heineken says that uh, the South African National Defense Force's intervention in the area could, in fact, have long-term consequences. And her comments come after government announced um, uh, 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 that joint operation in the area along with the South African police services. And the professor joins us on the line now to tell us more about that. Professor Heineken, thank you so much for speaking to us here on Updated Noon. So uh, firstly, let's start with uh, the article and in it you say that uh, soldiers are trained to kill and uh, that's among the reasons you list for why this is particularly not a good idea. But can you elaborate on that? Well, soldiers are, are trained to to deter an, an enemy and with this, the aim of an army is to um, target as many people who pose a threat to a country or a, a rebel group that poses that poses a particular threat. They are are not trained to for law and order functions. So the actual training and the way they are prepared and their mindset that we call it a military habitus differs fundamentally to that of the police. So in terms of their um, their kind of operation and the way they approach a specific enemy or target is very different to that of the police. Professor Heineken, we told that uh, the deployment of the South African National Defence Force will be as a support to the South African Police Service, who will actually yes. be leading um, uh, whatever efforts need to be uh, unfolded here. So is that not good enough? Are they not able to play that sort of support role to any great effect? Yes, I, th- I think they can and that is why it is so, so important that we see a delay in the deployment of the um, of the military. Um, the, the mission readiness uh, training is absolutely crucial here. But there's, you know, any, any kind of deployment in these type of policing roles um, has other kind of uh, implications. You know, it has got um, implications such as differences in procedures and equipment, um, differences in, in attitudes, and all those type of command and control issues um, and the rules of engagement of the military. For example, if the military is shot at by a group of gangs, how and how are they going to retaliate? It is crucially important that those rules of engagement are there. It, it's never a good idea in the long term to re- use your military um, internally. But in this specific case, I think we have got no choice.
And, and and that's the point, because we've heard not only the Western Cape government, but uh, the communities mm. themselves <laughs> calling uh, yeah. for some form of intervention because it has reached that level of desperation. And we, we saw yeah. how the police themselves were struggling to bring the situation mm. under control and deal with the gang violence issue. Yes. So mm. h- how best could we have gone about this uh, without involving the SANDF? Uh, well, let, let let me start from from a from a, um, let's let's take it from one point. I think the f- fundamental difference between the police and the military is the mil- police are trained to use minimum force, and the military is trained to use maximum force. And it is clear here that the minimum force that the police has been able to exercise in dealing with this violence has not been sufficient. However, you don't want to go to the other extreme and have maximum force. So what has often happened in many countries which face similar situations to South Africa is to create a kind of an an in-between force, which is called a constabulary force or a gendarmerie, which has got both policing and military skills. And unfortunately, we don't have that right now, but it's definitely something that we can debate in the long term. The other problem is, as well, is that the the South African National Defence Force has lost their counterinsurgency capability. Um, since the end of apartheid. And, and that capability also undermines their ability to be able to play a particularly effective role. So you're also concerned about the long-term consequences of this yes. deployment. Talk to us about that, please. Well, I mean, I am speaking as a sociologist, so I'm providing a different perspective on this. But if you look at, at um, the the effect of deploying your military, which is um, to apply a um, force or coercion, it's never a good long-term solution. It's really just a band-aid on a much bigger problem. And my concern with greater uh, this call for more involvement of the military and further deployment of the military internally can lead to what we call a militarizing militarism in society, where more and more resources get spent on security rather than its development. Um, it also means that, that politically the, the government comes to sanction and extend the powers of the military, which is really not what we want, to go back to the kind of apartheid-era use of the military against its own citizens. It's very unhealthy for a country. And it also detracts from us focusing on finding real solutions so in this specific case, all the military can currently do is try and stabilize the situation. But to use the military as a long-term solution is really not where we want to go. It, it perpetuates a culture of militarization where violence is dealt with through violence. Um, and uh, this is, in my mind, the last thing that the country needs. So just finally, uh, Professor Heineken, how could we come to this in a better way to find lasting solutions? I mean, as I, as I said in the, the, the article, there is, is no easy solution because the, the, there is three dimensions to this. There is the, the security aspect, there is the political aspect, and the social aspect. And we need to look at all these three. We must not just focus on, on security and providing security and providing safety. We need to look at a, a real strategy to, to counter um, 
the effect of, of this violence and find ways to address the kind of root causes. There is no simple solution. But I also, looking at, at South Africa and looking what is happening around the world elsewhere, we do find that many countries are now opting for a kind of a constabulary force, which is a mix between the police and the military, to start to deal with these kind of, um, these kind of incidents, which have got a broader, um, a broader understanding of the social dynamics. One of the things that, in mean, my interviews with peacekeepers, they will tell me they don't understand the human terrain. The police understand the human terrain. They know the terrain which they deploy. They deploy regularly among citizens. This is alien to the military. And if we're going to be using our security forces internally, we need to start thinking really creatively in terms of how we want to provide them with security. Well, thank you so much for your time. And, of course, your perspective on this matter. Uh, That was uh, Professor Lindy Heineken, uh, Chairperson of the Department of uh, Sociology and Social Anthropology at the University of Stellenbosch.